This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. You've waited a whole seven days for this very day. This is Basement Booker's episode 119. Subtitle, Raw vs. Smackdown, Episodes 1. And here we are, the Basement Booker's Basement Chair, Rich Deriz, back in the studio, ready to talk all about wrestling. News about wrestling. We're talking about Raw and Smackdown, booked for us. By us, for your ears. That's the intro. Cool. Is there a reason why it's facing you and not both of us? Cause it's, it's always facing No, it's usually way. turned. Why are you so paranoid? Do you think I'm trying to lower your volume and raise my volume? I think you are. I think you're trying to... You think uh, I'm trying to go into business for myself yeah. here? We are... A team. So, how about we have... I'm not trying to be competitive. Were you afraid of a little competition? I am not. Wait a second. Afraid of any kind of competition. It's pointed more towards you. Down the middle. Middle? That's... That's... This is the middle, right? That's the middle. That's bullshit. You moved your finger over. Look at that. You, You went like this to the left. Look at that. Listen... You're trying to make editing difficult for me. You fucking... It, look at that. Yeah, this is... See, this is the middle. Yeah, and it's to the right of it. No, it's to the left of it. Oh, no, look... Okay, look at where the charger goes. Look at the charger. I had three sips. Yes, but that means you're impaired. So I'll leave you it. you are not really seeing it. that where it is. I'll leave it. All right. I'm just saying, can you want... Are you, are you that nervous about your episode? Nervous? Why would I be nervous? I'm not nervous. Basement Jared doesn't get nervous. He rises to the occasion. Like. Like the Verrazano. Do you hear this dude's putting out like a petition to have the name spelled correctly? Yeah, I don't care. It's crazy. Was it two Z's instead of one? I think so. I think it's supposed to be one R. You think it'll work? I don't have any idea. That's honestly something I don't care about. As long as... As a Brooklynite, this should matter to you. Especially with how close we are to it. Yeah. But, it, like, as pretty of a bridge as it is, I think it's my favorite bridge. Why is that? Because it's pretty. And it's in Bay Ridge. It seems kind of normal, like a regular bridge. Yeah, but, like, you know, compared to the Manhattan Bridge, which is, yeah, the Manhattan Bridge is just all linear, and the Brooklyn Bridge is just Bricky. I like Bricky. I don't like Bricky. I'm a house to be Bricky. That's about it. Listen. Rich to Staten. Sorry, Garooch. What's wrong with Staten Island? You Sucks. You don't like former garbage dumps? No. Where they put houses on top of? No. <laughs> oh. And then well, on top just, of... That's, you're, just, you're just biased. They're not on top of the, gu- the dump. They're just clustered around it. I feel like someone's going to dump... Like, garbage into to the wrong hole. 
and then like it's gonna get really filled, and someone's house is gonna like Jeez. have garbage so just like sh- go right through the roof, like a geyser of garbage. Garbage geyser. A garbage geyser. Can you imagine the smell emanating from that? I think it would smell like Staten Island. I think it would smell like ass, and it would look like like to- it would smell like, like shit water. Smell like Toad Hill Road. What's Toad Hill Road? It's in Staten. Oh. I, I've never smelled that road before. It smells. Is it as bad as the the area near um, Sheepshead where they have like the, the the waste places? At low tide? Yeah. But enough about Brooklyn geography and bridges. And satin. This is how real we are. We're keeping it real. There you go. We're keeping it local for our uh, local folk. We're men of the people. And we're men of the people... That report news. I report news. Yeah. You react to the news. Re- report news. That's what you call it. I'm a hey. I'm a podcast journalist. Okay. Well, you have no credentials. Sure, I do. You have to have credentials to be a journalist. I have 119 episodes of a podcast that I've been reporting news on. That's not the same as press credentials for like, you know, wrestling shows where you, you know. Don't tell them that. All right. You gotta put me over. Yeah, I got. I'm not putting you over. You're always burying me. Why I do I have to put you over? Ah, I'm sorry. I try not to bury you. I try not to bury you. You don't try hard enough. Do or do not. There is no try. I got a Dolph Ziggler. This. No, man. Just... What? What? What are we doing? Here? All right. We're doing the news. That's what we're doing. No, you're doing. The I'm news. doing the news. I'm reacting to the news. Of course, the biggest story this week, WWE and UFC finally reached an agreement. Brock Lesnar is going to have apparently a one-off at UFC 200 against uh, Mike Hunt. And I researched him, for those who don't know him. He's 12, 10, and 1. I thought his name was Mark Hunt. You're right, Mark Hunt. Sorry, that's why I get for not reading my notes, trying to go from the dome. Mark Hunt, he's apparently 12, 10, and 1. On a two-fight win streak following a TKO victory over Bigfoot Silva and a KO victory over Frank Mir, both in the first round. Yeah, I guess. He's also known as the Samoan Superman. That he is, not to be confused with Roman Reigns. As long as he passes his post-fight medical evaluation, he will also be at SummerSlam Sunday, August 21st in Brooklyn. I'm going to have to correct you there. I thought there was language in Brock Lesnar's contract that allows him to fight for the UFC if he wanted to. No, this was uh, just a recent deal. They sort of like added it in. My guess is part of the deal was that there's going to be sort of a trade of talents, if you will, because WWE is trying to get uh, Paige Van Zandt uh, along with probably Ronda Rousey. I'm more interested in Paige Van Zandt than I am Ronda Rousey at the moment. If Ronda Rousey was still undefeated, then I'd be more interested. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen Ronda Rousey act. I haven't seen Paige Van Zandt act. So, she doesn't have to. It's professional wrestling. I mean, we're not we're not doing Romeo and Juliet or Othello or Death of a Salesman here. We're Are doing they? pro wrestling. Maybe, no, maybe, they're not. Maybe they'll maybe they'll write that in. See, you're the problem. Maybe, maybe there'll be a play angle, right? And so they're all on stage, and Aiden English is part of it because, you know, he has Broadway experience. You gotta stop me. <laughs> I'm just watching you <laughs> crash and burn. 
Oh, it's terrible. Nothing is going to be able to bring Humpty Dumpty back together again. Nothing. Seriously. So, I think this is going to be very interesting for WWE and for UFC. Maybe. I don't trust Dana White. He's a heel. If it's... If pen is on paper, I think this could really work. Because promotionally, this is tremendous for both of them. That only makes sense. I mean, Sony... And Marvel teamed up. They got Spider-Man. Spider-Man's going to be a Marvel thing now. So, you know, people are known to team up to make money. Uh, Speaking of acting and wrestling, Randy Orton is going to be on USA Network's new original series, Shooter. uh, Which also features Ryan Philippe and Omar Epps. It's Philippe. Now, there was... You brought it up. There was a movie... I don't know this fucking guy's name. I've heard, like, it's I've heard not the him. same as the Mark Wahlberg movie. No, it's not, but it's uh, it's the same character. I, I don't like this movie. TV show. That that movie was fine for a standalone in itself. You can't do a series based on that. I agree. That's it's, absurd. I agree it's a bad idea. Is this before the movie or after the movie? I think it's the same... Timeline. It's during the movie? Because I I read the book. The movie is obviously based on the book. Is it? Shut up. And, and, fuck, I forgot what I was doing. You only had like four sips, you said. I did. Take your ginkgo biloba. Yes, I did. Your plant? Yeah, I did. So I, uh, stop distracting me. I didn't do anything. I'm just drinking my coffee. Talking. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm responding to what you say. I don't like dead air. I saw commercials for the series, and it looks like it's the same storyline where not not Orton's character, different character. Uh, whoever's playing the main character, Bob Lee Swagger, he is he's accused of uh, assassinating the president. So wait, this movie sounds, this TV show sounds awful. They couldn't get John Cena, so they got so they asked for Randy Orton instead. I think that's what happened. Well, he's going to be playing a uh, former Navy SEAL and leader of a militia group. Sounds a little heelish. Well, yeah, dude. Militia groups are not good guys. Right. Cena is. They're... So they still want to keep him on the face side of the fence. They're Yal-Qaeda. Yal-Qaeda? Yeah. I like that. Did you just come up with that? No. Ah. They still don't know the origin of the word. Like, it was said... Somebody on a Joe Rogan podcast said it. And no one knows who it was. No one's taking credit for it. Interesting. So I borrowed it. I didn't steal it. I referenced where it actually came from. It works. Mm. So I think this is going to be interesting, and I might actually tune into this. Uh, Zach Gowan. That make wait a second. That might oh. make a great wrestling stable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know it won't fly. They'll think um, they'll bring think they'll bring back Jimmy Wang Yang for that. Maybe. I don't think he fits the demographic. That gimmick was ridiculous. You need guys like Southern Justice yeah. for that type we, of gimmick. Yeah, we were just watching a friggin' 20-year-old episode of Raw. Yeah, you know what was beautiful about that 20-second episode, 20-minute episode of Raw, <laughs> or whatever? I mean, it was two hours, but... Yeah, 20-year-old episode? That's right. 20-year-old episode of Raw. No what chance. And a lot that of That was wrestling. amazing. And a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling, but... You kind of cared. So, I was saying, I might actually tune into this, not live, but, you know, 
TBR or something. Zach Allen is going to be running the American Ninja Warrior course this Monday night on NBC. Dad, this is a brilliant marketing campaign. Because if he succeeds, he's going to look incredible. And if he fails, the, the gifts all over Facebook and Twitter, they're going to be epic. He'll still be a hero. Yeah, but you ever seen a dude with one leg, God bless him, run an obstacle course fit for only the most agile and in peak condition type stunt people slash super talented freaks of nature? This is going to be interesting. Those yeah. courses are ridiculous. I'm telling you, he, he, it's going to be one or the other. He's got a crash and burn. Or it's going to be like the most amazing inspirational story since Miracle on 34th Street. Or Miracle on Bourbon Street. Mm. Or Miracle of the Miracle. Miracle Worker. Helen Keller. <laughs> she's back! She's back. And she's she, she wants revenge. She's, she's locked and loaded. It was a couple of weeks ago, before we recorded, we were talking about Helen Keller. And we completely got lost doing so. Mind you, I was the only drunk one. I think the name Helen Keller is just funny. Not because... So what's the next item <laughs> of the news? It's a pretty effective shovel you got there, dude. Aw. Elias Sampson suffered a fracture left ankle, left ankle during a live event match against uh, CN this past Friday. Uh, for the record... Real-life injuries have no effect or bearing on either Raw or SmackDown scripts done in this Basement Booker's episode. Or any future episodes. Yes. Uh, the injury list does not apply. Indeed. Um, but yeah, like I don't like to see anybody hurt. Much as I dislike the character. That's all I'm saying about that. You just gave... You just put more thought into Elias Sampson than you have since his debut on NXT just now. Yeah. So I think we're good on that. That's how he that's how he can get over being hurt. Okay. Where's Hideo Atami? Still hurt. I haven't heard anything. I think he's about to get JTG'd, man. No, I don't think so. You have him, right? I do. It's too bad. Oh Tom. Injuries don't apply. Unless we make them. Yeah, but he's so... Like, I fixed that. We'll get to that. I. Why would you do that? We'll get to that. We'll get to there that. There you go. Look at that. You're cheating. You, you You're left cheating. it open. You put yourself over. You didn't <laughs> even start. You didn't even start. You're trying to create buzz for your product. Hi, we're promoters now. You can't just promote right now. Why not? Because it's not... Fair. This is both of ours. You can, neither what. There's a no promoting rule. You can air a commercial right now for Jared Smackdown if you want. This next twenty minutes, stay tuned for the most epic live Smackdown script ever. Smackdown. Black and blue, I walk alone. Kept the song because it's still cool. Ah. Uh, oh man, what was um? There was a, I think a saliva song that I really liked for Smackdown. Remember Saliva? Yeah. What a stupid name for a band. It's not even hygienic. Yeah. It's gross. 
I'm ashamed. There, there are worse band names, trust me. Yeah, like, uh... Nickelback. Puddle of Mud. Yeah, Puddle of Dumb. I was still looking for terrible band names. But I think I'm good for right now. If Snot. Yeah. We should randomly throw them out as the show progresses. That'll be like the theme. Like, promotional consideration paid for by the following. Insert bad band name. So, Gawker is filing for bankruptcy. Oh my god. Who the hell cares? Hogan got his way there. Uh, they deserve what they got for evading the man's privacy. Who's to say who's... Whose privacy is next? It could be yours. All, all your whole search history that you use. You'd be in so much trouble. I'd be fine. You, you, you know, you're obviously a deviant. I mean, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> There's a person with some dark things. A dude with a goatee and long hair is is not a deviant. Dude, that's. If you look up deviant in the dictionary, that's what you're going to see right by that. <laughs> How about I bet you not? I'm not sure, man. So I guess they're a little more shadier. Like a more furrowed brow. Yeah, there's... And they do have long hair and goatees. With furrowed brow. You have a pretty furrowy brow. I'm not a, I'm not a creepy weirdo. Not that you're a creepy weirdo. No offense to deviants. Or creepy weirdos. Yeah. Cause you make the world an interesting place. We love the whole book of verse. Had to get that in there. So, on behalf of Basement Jair, congratulations to Edge and Beth Phoenix. No, no. On their you, second you kid together. You don't speak for me. All right. On behalf I don't care. of myself, congrats Edge and Beth Phoenix on their second kid together. Ruby Ever Copeland. That is the dumbest name in the history of names. No, it's not. There, re- there really are many worse names. Like Blanket. And North. Or South. I don't know of anyone named South. I'm sure. I know a person named Argentina. That's a country. It is a country. That's also, not a person's name. There's also some famous Spanish chick named America. That's dumb, too. That's that's where we live. I know. You can't call yourself that. That's like somebody calling themselves Mexico. There was a girl in my elementary school named Happy. Were her parents hippies? I don't know. Happy. I think, I think she was part Hispanic, and they just translated Feliz. Yeah. Because I've seen Feliz as a name. That's too close to fleas. It, it, it's not? So you, you know Spanish spelling is. I'm not here to get And I'm into spelling a, it wrong. I'm, not, I'm saying it wrong. I'm not Spanish here to get into a spelling bee. Or any sort of academic decathlon. That's right. We're here for NXT TakeOver. The end. That's not what I'm here for. Uh, That's just a byproduct. That is a byproduct. Overall, really good show. Um, overall, yeah, yeah. The opening match was uh, CN's debut against Ty Dillinger. Uh, he had a really cool double moonsault where Ty had rolled. Well, that's how you. Okay, so when I, you said cool moves. Okay. We can mention cool moves. All right, I mentioned a cool what move. A, what about that cool move that you were just talking about? So he had a moon. So he attempted a moonsault. Ty rolled. He landed. So who's CN? He? 
Ty rolled. Cien went for a moonsault. Ty rolled. Cien landed on his feet and instantly did another moonsault. Which was cool. That was too flippy for me. I got dizzy. It's flippy flippy. Did you see the one where he's like in the ropes and he's like, look at me, I'm chilling in the ropes. Yeah. They also did preview that in his um, vignettes. This one, I've seen it in a vignette. It's one thing to do it in that and to do it in an actual match. True. But it's also a copy of um, Suicide, Manic, TJ Perkins. Yeah, whatever. no one watches TNA, so it's new. Speaking of TNA, we gotta watch what I posted on the Booker page. I saw that already. That's the uh, Matt Hardy thing with the piano. Yeah. But yeah. there was also a parody of it. There's a bunch of them. I saw one video with all of them in it. It drove me insane. I don't know which one you're talking about. The parody I'm talking about? It was on wrestling memes. He just looped all of them. All the ones that came out. Oh. It kept playing it. A different one. That must have been really long. It was annoying. There was one where he was doing the Benny Hill theme. On the piano, there's a few of them. Oh, I'm not talking about just the piano part, because you know, it was the, the director's cut was like five minutes long, five or six minutes. There's one. There's a part. It opens with him talking about how he, he those people are making fun of him. That's the prologue. Interesting. Like he says that he's gonna find you. He's gonna beat you up, basically. And then it goes into the whole thing with Jeff coming to the house and the fucking van and shit. Okay. It's like Brother Nero. Blah, 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 blah. Did, so, did you see the one where it's um, Tyrus and... Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, EC3's in it. Uh, Eli Drake, that's the, that's the name. See that one? Yes. It's Eli Drake's good. He is. He's very good. He should do more with his life. <sighs> it's a terrible name. He makes it work. Does he? Yeah. I know who he is. If his name... If he wasn't cool, then the name would suck. But he's good. He makes it work. All I'll say is, the original director's cut, the actual Hardy's one, it's up there with the White Castle of Fear. Listen, you want... You can say whatever the hell you want about TNA, but that's an interesting thing they're doing with Matt. It is. I think I like it. I don't like that he's copying Seth Rollins with the blonde streak. Yeah, but he's doing it in a way where he's nuts. It's almost mm-hmm. like when Joaquin Phoenix grew out like a beard and he was like pretended that he was going to be like a rapper and stuff. Like he was pretending that he lost his mind and people believed him. Mm-hmm. Like this dude, Matt Hardy, might be crazy. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. That's not how you do a segue. All right. <laughs> no. All right, so segue us to the next match. Get back to the matches. All right. See, I segued it. How hard was that? Okay. So I back- got to read the news, too? Come on! Uh, so I'm trying to find a, a spot <laughs> worth mentioning. All right, so we saw the revival recapture the NXT Tag Team Championships from American Alpha. Such bullshit. The real story here is that, by the way, this news that I didn't mention because it might be a spoiler, but this fucking tag team that attacked American Alpha after the match, these two giant dudes, managed by Paul Ellering, of all people. Yeah. 
formerly dot com. Formerly Mr. Dot com, formerly manager of the Road Warriors. Yeah, man. I think his daughter wrestles. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Rachel Ellering, I think. Yeah. Uh, look. If you were going to put... If you were going to have these guys jump a team to look impressive, why take the belts off American Alpha and just have them beat on the tag team champions? Can I... That's how you make an impact. You don't beat up the guys that lost... Oh, they're obviously heels. But can yeah, I, they're heels, but if you want to look impressive, you, you want to beat the fresher guys. Can I Can I give you a potential spoiler? No. Okay. I don't want to know okay. until it's time for the show. Okay. Neither does the Bookiverse that you want to freaking call them. All right. All you right. put a label on them. How about you treat them with the respect that a Bookiverse deserves? All right. You see? You see what he does? And he wants you to enjoy his show more than SmackDown. Unbelievable. I am a man of the people. SmackDown is the people's show. You'll see Raw's... That's Raw's another a, promo. Raw's, just, a show, Raw's a show for the people also. I give the people what they want. You give the people what you think they want. That's right. I'm one of the people. I'm not just a writer. Here you and go, a, trying to build more heat. And a promoter. You're trying to get your, your, I'm your a show viewer. over. It didn't even start yet. I'm a viewer. You're not a viewer anymore. You're now the creative force behind the Raw. Riz is Raw. If you have that line anywhere in your script, I'm going to beat you with your own computer. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, God, I can't believe this. You confirmed it. What I tell you about spoilers? Get right. to the rest of this damn card. So, uh, Aries and Nakamura definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, it was Aries hit a sick DVD on, onto the apron on Nakamura. And then he went, that dive, he, he took the fucking header he took into the guardrail. Look, didn't look good. Couple things. Yeah. F that crowd. F that crowd. Uh-huh. F that crowd. F that crowd. F that crowd. For those of us keeping track. That's five. That's five Fs for that crowd. I don't watch it for you. For what you're going to do. Stop it. That was a great matchup. My only problem was... Mm-hmm. There wasn't the leg on Nakamura wasn't sold as much as it should have. That's all I gotta say. Mm. The match itself was fun, and that's all I really wanted. Very fun match. More selling than the uh, Osprey Ricochet match, at least. The problem with that match, it's like it's watching Thor versus the Hulk, like. They're going to throw everything at each other. And they're going to shrug it off after five minutes. Yeah. So I don't... I see that as a different kind of match. Very stunty. It's like a different type of match. It's acrobatics with a pinfall at the end. I think it's meant... It's it's a, ta- it's a perfect 10 for a different audience than I am. Yeah. Like, to me, it doesn't feel like... It did feel like a real fight. Like, I know it's all a work. Mm-hmm. 
But I need to be as close to a real fight as possible. Mm-hmm. Asuka and Nia Jax, I think, was a really good match. Oh um, my god. They both sold well. Fuck that fucking dead match. I... I did. I had no doubt in my mind that Nia Jax was gonna lose. Yeah. But the match went the way I thought it would go. But there were parts where she looked like she might win, which is good. You got a lot of fire from Nia Jax and a lot of fire from Oscar yelling in her own foreign tongue. That was great because she was pissed off, mm-hmm. and then. Nia Jack got her head kicked into the front row. Oh. It was game over. That's how you chop down a redwood. Mm-hmm. You kick her face. I felt that the Joe and Finn cage match. Maybe I've seen too many cage matches. I like that cage. The NXT cage is good. It looks like it's in parts. Yeah. Well, if you if you if you watched when they put it together, it was like winged out, and they. They lowered it. They lowered the bottoms. They kept the tops where what where it was. It just kind of like enclosed. Yeah, the future is now in the world of cage. I feel like the big spots were really predictable. Um, did Finn hit a coup de gras off the top of the cage? I think he did. Sort of went for it. He um, went for it. Didn't work out too well. Predictable. Um, for the first time, he went black and white with his paint. Yeah, and he didn't really. Have a lot of paint on him. Yeah, I knew going in he wasn't going to win. <sighs> I think that's the whole point. So now what's next for Finn? What's next is, who knows, because they're teasing Nakamura versus Finn Balor. Are they? Yes, they are. Where? It's on the internet. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a headline that says... They're teasing it in episodes that were recorded already, but... Why is it... It was in the news. I read the same site you do. Yeah, I didn't... I decided not to put it in because... That's that's a definite spoiler. You asked me a question. I answered the question. How was I supposed to know? (laughs) I'm here. I'm answering the questions around here. I'm participating. So, we picked up... What a second... Second rope muscle buster... Yeah. Which looked more impressive than it sounded. It did. Like, if you say it right now, it's like, alright. Second rope. Well, if you consider the fact that... It's like half a foot. If you consider the fact that... No, it's like... Hasn't he done it off the top rope? I don't know. Maybe he's saving that for... Dare I say it? A bigger challenge. There's no bigger challenge than Finn Balor. Well, consider Joe won the title from Finn with a standard muscle buster. Yo, whatever, bro. You know, Finn Balor, he's on to the next thing. And I hope it's at NXT Brooklyn so I can see him. Yeah, it should be. I gotta get a match over there. So, did you want to talk about Raw before we get into our episodes? Oh, about how stupid it is to have grown men talk to each other on ladders? (laughs) That's not even practical. I think part of the point of that, I know you had said when we were speaking earlier way pre-show, was that it was a promotional thing so you can get the Money in the Bank contract in the shot. Yeah, so you can see everything. Yeah. I think also part of the point was to 
get Ambrose a little more over. For him to be the voice of reason saying, alright, can we just fight now? I liked Kevin Owens calling Jericho out on looking all douchey with his fucking legs crossed. I mean, that was alright, but I'm not... I, I refuse to give any merit to that segment. I refuse. Like, that's an obvious Dean Ambrose thing to say. If not anything new. Hmm. Like, I wasn't expecting groundbreaking, but it just looked silly to me. I couldn't handle it. And the video packages, I don't, I felt bad for the live crowd. Hmm. Like, I'm here. I could do something else. Like, when I'm live, I'm not on my phone. I'm watching what's happening. Hmm. I don't, they're watching screens while they're there. <laughs> like, I understand if you're in the nosebleeds or whatever, you gotta, I've, I've looked at the screen there. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It, Seth Rollins, why am I, why am I mad at him? I what has he done wrong? Uh, he wants the title. He called us idiots. Oh, I'm falling for name-calling at the age of 33. Holy shit, he really got, he showed me. (laughs) Because if if I'm just jumping in, I'm like, this guy's a good dude. Something very unfortunate happened to him. Mm -hmm. He was never beaten for this title. Yeah. That, that didn't help Roman. They're trying to get Roman over as the face. Not working. It's confusing. What are we going to do? Come on, guys. <laughs> Man. Like, the only thing that they did was they had Seth Rollins pull a Jericho for when Jericho came back that one time, but different. Mm-hmm. He's going to the ring, he's not going to the ring. Mm-hmm. Except Jericho was like a whole five minutes of Almost saying something and then just not doing anything. That was... And leaving. That was annoying the first two times, but then I realized how great it was. I can't believe Vince let him do that. If I was live, I'd be pissed. I'm like, can I... Why didn't they just, they just put this in the program for people who pay for the program? At X time, you'll be able to go get a beer and take a piss? I bet it was a bet that Jericho said to Vince, I'll bet you I could turn heel on this crowd... Without saying a word. And he did it. Yeah, I don't... I don't ever want to see that again. Like, I that one time... That's the thing with Jericho. He, he, doesn't, he never really does the same thing twice. Don't... They, they shouldn't have recycled his bit. Like, they did it, but different. They did it, but different. Yeah. I can't... I, I was so upset about that, I can't even... I can't even about Raw right now. I think... One good thing that happened on Raw, when uh, Aiden English tried to end, to injure Enzo Mori again, the same way he did the, the same way Gotch did the first time. I didn't like that. Why didn't you like that? Because when it happened originally, it was real. Right. Well, you shouldn't try to redo something that actually happened. I you think that it cheapens it. I think it got him extra heat. Not for me. And you saw, you saw how Cass reacted. I think that got... That listen, was the whole point of it. I, but I, they shouldn't have done that. it. It's stupid. I liked it. Yeah, otherwise... And it looked weak as shit. That's why they should have done it. It looked dumb the second time around. Maybe they didn't trust uh, Gotch to do it. Then don't do it! 
It's like I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm I, it's too funny. I when I'm I'm writing SmackDown, I'm like, wow, writing is hard. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not writing my players into bad positions. I'm not putting them in awkward positions. I'm not setting them up for questions like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. It sounds like I'm complaining a lot. And I didn't even offer a, a an alternative to what they did. It's true. You know why? Why? Because I'm not getting paid to do that. That's not my freaking job. I'm not sitting in creative meetings. I don't have, like, any background, which you will all be evident in my episode of SmackDown, which I am leaving myself open to criticism. You know why? Because I'm just a dude. I don't care. Do you like it? That's cool. If you don't like it, that's fine. It might be more for what I'm into. Who knows? All we're doing is basement booking and... That's literally what it is. We I we may have figured the show out. 119 episodes and we're finally basement booking. Alright, let's... For the record, I want this to be saved per posterity. Okay. Not only am I the architect of the basement booker's name. You are. But I'm also the architect for finally basement booking. You are. <laughs> this is incredible. Look, I hate to pat myself on the back. Wait. What is this what you try to do? Is wait, steal from me, bro? Wait. If you remember... This is my when moment. We started the sh- when we started doing this podcast, way back in the way back... That's 119 episodes ago. Right. I had this, I had this idea where we would write... Uh, granted, it was a, lot, a much more grandiose idea. It's grandiose. You're right. Grandiose. I don't... I, I, a grandiose sounds like a it, Pokemon it, it's creature. It's a... It's a stupid word anyway. That's like half turtle. Grandiose. Grandiose? Grandiose. Grandiose. It's a stupid word. Anyway, where we would take 50 wrestlers from any promotion, put them all together, and we would write our own episodes, and we would write like a year's worth. All right. This is better, and here's why. Well, but, but do you remember me talking about that? Do you remember me suggesting it? I remember that? it being a bad idea. Do you remember me suggesting it? I remember you suggesting it. So. It's not the same. You took the idea. I didn't take it. And idea. you improved on it. I didn't steal that idea. I'm not saying because you stole it. The way you were doing it was, first of all, report on one product. Yeah. One product. Mm-hmm. How are we using characters from everywhere? We don't know them. Well, I didn't take anyone from New Japan, I don't think. But were we... Would have done that. That would have been a cluster F, and you know it. Mm-hmm. And a whole year. I don't know. But anyway, enough Barry Horowitzing around around here. What are you doing? Gotta get the screen back on. Turn it sideways and hit the button. See, this is why you can't trust technology. If you would have just printed out the scripts, we could have real paper in our hands, like professionals. Fuck paper, dude. Is it off? Pull up yet? Don't try to... There we go. I see what you're doing. 
Nope. You're trying to like accidentally destroy your laptop so my show is not on there. Even though it's on the internet. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you have to hum the theme song I'm not doing it. to your episode no, or else no. you don't have no. a theme song to your show. I'm ready. Alright. That you usually move to the music? Yeah. That hasn't been the theme song. I don't care, player, that fucking music. That's what you're doing? Yeah. Alright, hey. Do you have the same pyro? Yeah. You didn't change your stage? The same? I don't know. I didn't you think about it. You should draw a picture of... I can't draw shit. In your mind. I can't draw shit. part of your narrative. I'll, I'll draw money with this episode, but I can't draw. So you're Zack Ryder? You no. Know, I can draw money. Zack Ryder can draw money as well. I saw him do it on a piece of paper. I can't draw money that way. I can draw money. Watch. I can draw money. I'm So, what happens? We just... I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Good. Until the end. Can I, should I pretend to supercard? No, dick. <laughs> Alright. So, I open the show. Welcoming everyone to the first episode of Riz's Raw. <laughs> I know you're not saying nothing, but if you could see that face. Under my authority, everyone will get the opportunity they deserve. Lana comes out and introduces Rusev, who says, with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown, he's the number one champion on Raw. He runs down a list of everyone he's defeated. Swagger, Kalisto, Sinkara, Zack Ryder, plus a bunch of SmackDown guys. And Samoa Joe comes to the stage to remind us that now that he's on Raw as the NXT champion, which is the main championship on NXT, he's the man to beat as the fastest rising star. I point out that they both have valid claims, and as the two male singles champs on the show, we need to know which championship has more prestige. And the best way to do that is to have a match between the two of them, and that's going to be our main event for the evening. NXT champion Samoa Joe versus US champion Rusev for Raw's top spot. So we're about to cut commercial. The announcers are putting over the lineage of the U.S. title and Joe's path of destruction in NXT. And snippets of both are shown in vignettes throughout the show alternating before or after each commercial. That's... Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're not talking. talking. (laughs) Segment two. New Day comes out to have a six-man tag against the social outcasts. New Day wins by disqualification when Gallows and Anderson attack Focusing on Big E, but seemingly injuring Xavier Woods' shoulder after repeatedly throwing him back and forth between the barricade and the LED board slash ring apron. After the attack backstage, Renee asks them what that was about, and they, well, Gallows, because he's a talker of the two, he says that with the influx of new NXT tag teams, they want to make sure nobody forgets just how dangerous the club can be. Darren Young comes out with Bob Backlund talking about all the training he's been doing, saying he's ready to take the next step and get back in the ring with whoever wants to take him on. Segment number... Segment number three. Sorry. Ryback comes out to accept the challenge, and after a few minutes, Darren Young gets shell-shocked. Ryback says, feed me more, and leaves, and Darren Young and Backlund Backlund look dejected. Darren apologizes to Backlund, saying he'll do better next time. Backlund calls him a work in progress and contemplates doubling up on his training regimen. Darren says, whatever you say, coach. 
Segment 4. Blake and Murphy are backstage looking hostile at each other. Blake asks Murphy if what Graves said on NXT is true, if he was dating Alexa, and he says, yeah, why? Blake reveals that he had been dating Alexa also. Sorry, I know she's one of yours. <laughs> he said that explained why she would never let him sleep over or see her second Instagram account. Blake says they both got screwed by her, and he wants to go back to being tag team partners with his buddy, Buddy. I know that's terrible, I don't care. Murphy says he'll think about it. So we see Asuka at ringside, segment 5? Yeah, segment 5. We see Asuka at ringside for a women's fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender to her NXT Women's Championship. So four of your six female superstars? No, four of my six top female superstars. She puts herself over on commentary as the new face of women's wrestling on Raw, but also uh, puts over the four women in the ring, a debuting Bailey, Sasha, Dana Brooke, and Emma. Dana and Emma reunite briefly, team up against the other two, but as all fatal four ways go, one tries to go for a pin and the other pulls her off. The end comes after Bailey dives onto Emma on the outside, wiping them both out, leaving Sasha to lock Dana Brooks, Dana Brooke in the bank statement for the win. Next week on Raw, we'll have Sasha vs. Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Segment 6. Backstage, Seth approaches me to ask about his match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I tell him that with Roman on SmackDown, that won't happen, but I've got an idea. I was going to initially hold tournament to crown the number one contender for whoever wins tonight between, between Rusev and Samoa Joe, but we could make it a road to the number one contendership. I tell Seth that I know he never lost the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and now that he's rebuilt and redesigned, he can't reclaim it because of the brand split. And I agree that it's not fair, but he can't just get the number one contendership simply by being there. We gotta make sure there's no ring rust, and make sure he's the same Seth he was when he was champ. So the tournament will happen, and it'll begin next week. But the winner of the tournament will face Seth on the episode of Raw the week before the pay-per-view, to determine the number one contender. That way we get our tournament, and Seth and 16 other competitors get the opportunity to become the number one contender. Segment 7. Shinsuke Nakamura and Hideo Itami team up to face the Revival. Uh, these are not the NXT Tag Team Champions Revival, by the way. American Alpha is still the champs in our universe. I don't need you to do that. Okay, I'm saying. aware. All right. The Revival win by focusing on the surgically repaired shoulder of Hideo Itami. Nothing major coming out of that match yet. Just before the main event begins, segment 8, uh, I come out to put over the main event's importance as it will determine Raw's feature championship, and for the first time ever, the feature championship could be the NXT championship. Due to this match's importance, I ban all talent from ringside and announce that if anyone comes out to the ringside area during the match, they're fired. Joe vs. Rusev is as brutal as you'd expect. They go about 15 minutes, and after a ref after a ref bump allows Rusev to hit a low blow on Samoa Joe, Rusev locks in the accolade, making him pass out. The announcers then put over next week's women's championship match and the beginning of the tournament to crown the number one contender to Rusev's U.S. championship. What? What just happened? Why are you doing that? Doing what? What you just did? Giving you some questions? Making you want to? That's it? That's my episode. What's the closing shot? The closing shot is Joe passed out, Rusev standing tall, and the announcer's putting him over. Alright. So what do I do now? Now you read your episode. Okay, so we're not talking about what we just saw? We can, if you want.
You can, oh, you can read mine. No, like okay. a couple things. Number one, you gave yourself two segments. You're so in love with yourself. And as I, we, we were talking about it earlier. I told you I had, I quote unquote had two segments. You did, but they're not really my segments. Just all right. Listen, you know how hard it is to get TV time. All right, I do respect the fact that you put over the United States title lineage before the NXT title. I'm not going to mention that the United States is a part of the world and I have the World Heavyweight Champion therefore Raw is a secondary show. Listen, I didn't make the rules. I didn't say I'm not renaming the title. You can't do that! Why not? What is the World United States Championship? I don't know. (laughs) You'll just have to tune in next week. Which will be next month, actually, but you know. Next month? We're doing this once a month, right? Every week. We're not doing this every week. Why not? We're basement booking. We're not doing this every we week. We figured it out. We have a formula now. We're not doing this every week. Don't. How dare you not let me threaten our fans with more episodes like this? You want to do this once a month? What would you rather have watched? That or what you saw Monday? That's not a fair comparison, but I would watch this as opposed to what I saw on Monday. That's good enough for me. I'm content with that. Do you have any criticism, any feedback? Besides me giving myself two segments? That Blake and Murphy segment was kind of weird, but it was good. I gotta I gotta do something with them. You don't have to do anything. I, you, you're the writer. I know I'm the writer. So something, something told me to do something with them. Maybe I'm working towards something. Or you're not. You don't know that. You just like Buddy Murphy. Think that's what it is. But you <laughs> found out his name was Buddy Murphy. Like, <laughs> Dude, I knew the whole time his name so was Buddy likeable. Murphy. You're the one that forgot his name was Buddy. You thought it was I, Blake Murphy. Blake Murphy, yeah. Blake Murphy and Murphy Blake. I, that's what you thought it was. I think I, my idea was for Blake... To be like, I'm Blake Murphy now. And he's like, and Murphy will be like, what about me? Well, like, you're just nobody. Well, now. well, next season, if you get them, you could do that. I don't want them. I'm just saying that that's what I would have done on the actual TV, not Rich Riz TV. I'm not. Riz is raw. I'm not critiquing your product. I'm critiquing their product. Okay, well, critique mine. Yours, if you want. yours is good. Thank I don't you. understand what what's wrong with it. It's good for what you know and what I know. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, See, when I wasn't looking at you Mm -hmm. while you were reading it, I was trying to watch it in the distance. Cool. With my Funko (laughs) figures. All right. Um, It's a cold open. Uh, A video. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This. Is the SmackDown portion of the podcast, which is Tuesday and live right now. So it's a cold open, which means nothing happens. It just goes straight into this video package that I have set up. It's highlighting the exciting draft picks for SmackDown. Names like Finn Balor, Charlotte, the women's champion, Dean Ambrose, American Alpha, the NXT Tag Team Champions, and we close with the huge acquisition of World Heavyweight Champion, 
Roman Reigns fade out with the crowd chanting, na 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 na, hey, goodbye. Smackdown intro plays. It's black and blue, because I like that song. Um, so Pyro shoots out from the returning Smackdown fist. Only this time it's punching through the planet Earth. Mauro Ronaldo and Jerry the King Lawler welcome us to the first live Smackdown of 2016. I, I didn't write it, but Mauro Ronaldo says Ronaldo stuff, and King says King stuff. Insert cringeworthy joke right here. <laughs> uh, segment one is a singles match. It's Ty Dillinger versus a returning Tyson Kidd with Cesaro. This match is awesome. Take my word for it. The finish sees Tyson Kidd going over with a sharpshooter. Match is over. Music plays. So I start off with the match. Get everybody pumped up. Because I hate when shit starts with talking. Segment 2. Triple H promo. Music. King of Kings. Triple H, he comes in. He does his thing. And... The word SmackDown was made famous by The Rock. Pause for Rock Chance. It was once known as The Rock Show. But as we all know, he's busy making movies and kissing babies. And that's okay. I stayed here pouring every ounce of my being into taking this company to new heights. And I will continue by taking SmackDown to the next level. And that starts tonight. So in honor of the first live SmackDown, each champion will be in action tonight with an opponent of their choosing. So Charlotte's music hits. She comes out and she's, out, she's of course dressed in her outside clothes because they look incredible. Um, she makes her way to the ring as Triple H looks on super serious. I wrote that. Charlotte says, that's a great idea, Hunter. I would like to volunteer and go first. And I choose Liv Morgan. So Maranalo and King are like, Maranalo's, oh, she's a rookie. She, she, she shouldn't be in a world title match. Charlotte just wants the easy victory. And King's like, puppies. <laughs> Whatever the King does now. <laughs> okay, here we go. So she chooses Liv Morgan. Triple H... You gotta add the Triple H-ness in here. I'm not in a Triple H impression mood. He's like, Normally, I don't like to be interrupted. But seeing as I have a history with your old man, I'm gonna let it go this one time. It's kind of a nod and a wink to like her disrespecting him on that Raw episode, but you'll get the point. I guess the rest of what I had to say can wait, because your match starts right now. So, she's just gonna fight the way she is, apparently. And, uh, she, she, of course, is not wearing her, her shoes. I kind of forgot that I didn't have her in ring attire, so I'm just going to have to keep going with it. It starts right now. <laughs> um, so segment three is Charlotte versus Liv Morgan. Liv goes over with a roll-up for a shock upset win, and Charlotte is livid. Liv runs out the ring quickly. Triple H's music hits. You know, I've been in this business a long time, Charlotte. And these things happen. I mean, a fresh-faced one, two, three 
kid pinned my buddy Razor Ramon. I see you look a little upset. What am I about to tell you? Alright, hold on a second. I think I fucked up my shit. I see you look a little upset. But what I'm about to tell you, well, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help. You see, before you interrupted me, there are a couple of small things I wanted to mention. For starters, should the challenger win, they will receive a title shot in the near future. Charlotte is mouthing, what the hell? At the end of the night, WWE.com will also have a poll where the WWE Universe will be able to vote for what they feel is the match of the night. And the participants of that match will receive a $50,000 bonus. That's each person. And then it goes to commercial. So segment four is American Alpha, the champs, versus the Dudley Boys. American Alpha goes over with the Grand Amplitude. Dudley's, of course, you know, they, they tried to cheat, just didn't work out for them. So segment five, backstage, Roman Reigns is wrapping his gloves. Cue booze. Alberto Del Rio enters and demands that Roman defend his title tonight against him to prove he's a real champion. He says Del Rio stuff, calls him a dog and whatever. Roman looks down at his championship and he looks at Del Rio and simply nods. Parentheses. It means yes. Segment six. Because I'm like, I'm letting you know. That's what that means. And like, Mauro Ronaldo's like, looks like we're going to have ourselves a heavyweight title match for Del Rio. And King's like, King stuff. <laughs> Alright. So segment six. This is the one I was talking to you where I probably would have, like, thinking back, I would have changed one of the players. Uh, you can change it now. Alright, so segment six is the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, and his opponent is no other than John Cena. Hmm. Right? I like Opponent that. of his choosing. Miz chose Cena. Yes. Okay. Now you're already... What's happening here? This is weird. That's not a shortcut a heel would take. The match starts. Uh, eventually something happens uh, where Maurice tries to distract the referee as she's ejected from ringside. So they're, they're fighting and doing their thing. And Mark Henry shows up walking down to ringside. He looks like a member of the Secret Service. Earpiece and everything. When John Cena is dumped outside by the Miz with clever, like he'll, you know how like a guy's running to the ropes and he'll just come down, mm-hmm. and so Cena falls, rolls out to the ring. Since the ref was distracted by the Miz pretending to be hurt, because like the Miz is like he's hurt himself, whatever, on the opposite side, and um, so Mark Henry levels John Cena. And rolls uh, Cena back into the ring. Miz goes over with the skull-crushing finale. Mark Henry carries the Miz out like Kevin Costner in The Bodyguard. As the Miz clutches (laughs) on 
to his IC title as if it were a small child. Segment 7, we have a regular singles match, which is Paige versus Billy Kay. Paige goes over with the PTO. Segment 8 is the main event of the evening. And I have Bruce Buffer as a ring announcer for the main event. You can't bring in outside talent. Says who? He's not a wrestler. He's an announcer. I made this up. So guess what? You know what? I don't think it'll affect anything. It's not going to affect anything. Unless he interjects himself. Because I like the words, It's time! So uh, first, of course, is the challenger Del Rio. And then the reigning, defending, heavyweight champion of the world, Roman Reigns. Sea of Booze, Roman's got new music, which I says it's, it's, there's an explosion, which emanates from the SmackDown fist. And then it's like this really cool metal song. No longer is he wearing that stupid body armor thing. It's just like a, like, you know, like a tank top type deal. But like, it's got the Roman Reigns thing on it. He doesn't need protection. He's tough. Anyway. Reigns goes over in a close match with a spear. Nothing there, but Del Rio slowly moves to spit at Roman in disrespect. Roman then Superman punches Del Rio's face and tosses him to the outside and proceeds to powerbomb him onto the steel steps and places Del Rio's legs on the bottom steps and proceeds to hammer his legs with the steps. He then whips Del Rio into the barricade It looks like he's about to go to spear him through the barricade, but since he can't really stand up because of his legs, he falls to the floor before Roman can spear him. Roman then looks over to the announce tables, and the announcers proceed to move away. Roman clears the Ronaldo and King's table, I know what I wrote, and powerbombed Del Rio's lifeless body through it. As, I'm reading exactly the way I wrote it. As the Reigns looks down on him <laughs> while raising his championship. He looks at his championship, then at Del Rio, and places the title onto the ring apron. He proceeds to clear the other announce table, only to toss Del Rio through that one. Just dump him through it. Fade out on Reigns looking down at Del Rio's lifeless body as he slowly lifts his title and stares into the camera, a man possessed. Speck down over. Wow. You destroyed the man of the river. I told you that I would take care of Del Rio. Wow. There's a spot for everyone on Jared's Smackdown. Let me see something. One second. There's a lot of you could see where I made the change. I wasn't going to look at that. Also, I had to, like, say things different than what I wrote because my grammar is atrocious. That's fine. Probably should have had more periods and commas, but... No, I'm not looking at that. 
Okay. It was actually very well uh, segmented. Um, very good episode. Um, I like that you found something to do with Mark Henry. And it makes us wonder where that earpiece goes. And why is Mark Henry working for The Miz? Right. Like, who's on the other end of the earpiece? Or maybe we just never find out. Maybe it's just... Whatever. We'll find out, I guess. Maybe. You, you might have to wait or maybe we won't. until the next episode. Yeah, I'm not... I'm trying not to leave holes like they do. But see, you want to tune in. Now let me ask you something. Someone on my show insulted someone on your show. Someone on your show insulted someone on my show. The Rock? Are we doing something at the pay-per-view? That might be in the future. Well, we're doing three episodes and then a pay-per-view. But that seed is works on multiple purposes, multiple fronts. Roman Reigns is related to The Rock, also. Alright, so you have some, you have a specific direction you're going with that one statement? Maybe, and it might be nothing. Alright. Like, I haven't decided, because when I was writing that, I forgot that you have The Rock. <laughs> if you notice, I have Triple H, but is he even an active competitor on my roster? We'll see, I guess. Exactly. Like, you don't know, like, what you think is happening... Like, what it looks like to some people might be the same old shit where there's an authority figure. But it's only the first episode. This is not going to be what you think it is. So I open with a match with exciting people. Ty Dillinger mm-hmm. versus Tyson Kidd is, is a fun. Is going to be a fun match. Yeah, I was picturing it. And so I don't like to start with talking. I just don't. I didn't see there wasn't that much dialogue in this episode, really. Mm-hmm. But, like, what was said was enough. So your authority figure got two segments. Technically, right. he was interrupted. And he was continuing what he was saying before Charlotte. My authority him. figure got two You are your authority figure. I'm not Triple H. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm not stroking myself. I wasn't stroking myself, and you You were technically writing fan fiction. And you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> no, I can't, and I don't want I don't want to prove otherwise. It's based on booking. That's what we do. Well, you put yourself in there. I didn't know we could put ourselves in there. So, I guess we'll see if that, if anything happens. See, Basement Chair, hosting SmackDown. I don't know. I don't know yet. I gotta... I'm, I'm just gonna write... I'm going to just... My TV is going to be ready before the next episode. Like, this, I wrote in the morning. Mm. This morning, I did that. Let me see who you originally had here. Oh, yeah. You're like, what? That's the reason I changed it, because, like, no one cares. Yeah, why did you... I was looking at my list, Mm. and I needed a fresh body. Then I'm like... You don't really need a fresh body. You need a familiar body. I put I like you uh, putting Liv Morgan over. I had to because Charlotte thought that she could just beat her, mm-hmm. and she her her hubris hubris got the best of her. Heels are overconfident, mm-hmm. and she is very 
overconfident. I like that you uh, had a video package for the draft. I didn't. Because that's a big event. I didn't think of it. That's alright. Because, and I'd imagine that's what would happen. Because obviously the draft is not going to take place on SmackDown. It'll take place on a Raw. Yeah. And they're probably pretty happy they don't want to, they don't have to see Roman Reigns again. Or with the advent of the network, they could do a, make a, a live network special of the draft. I think they'll be getting more eyes on it as it being TV. Yeah. But people would want to see live who's getting tr- who's going where and their reactions. Yeah. As opposed to on Raw. As opposed to having that interrupt the Raw that you're watching with. Why can't it be a part of Raw? Because it's, it's probably better than anything else they're going to put on there. Matt, then it's match talking to promote something. Draft talking about the draft. Matt, then they do couple rounds. I hated it. It was painful. You know that's the way they're going to do it, right? They'll probably do half on Raw and half on SmackDown. But we're not them. We're us. We are based on booking. We are taking over the WWE for ourselves and writing it the way we want. I thought we were talking about the draft, like how it would go. I'm talking about how we did it. Oh, you're saying how we did it? Yeah. I wouldn't have done it on a network special. Because not everybody has a network. Right. It's good TV. They gotta get the network. It's not good TV. Yes, it's great TV. I hate watching it. Dude, people love... My girlfriend is is not a fan like us. She's a casual fan. You know what her favorite pay-per-view is? The Rumble? Yeah, the Royal Rumble. She doesn't really like it so much now because she doesn't know everyone. But when she did, that was fun to her. Who could possibly be next? People like that kind of thing. Everybody likes surprises. People who say they don't like surprises exist in action movies or movies. But I don't like surprises. Those people are fake, fictitious. Everyone loves surprises. If you don't love surprises, you're in a militia or you hate America. (laughs) There's two things. Those were uh, those were very good episodes written by rookies. Let us know what you think. You can even tell us whose episode you liked better. We're we're both open to criticism. Hashtag Riz Raw, or do you want to do hashtag Raw is Riz? Hashtag Riz Raw. All right, hashtag Riz Raw for Rich to Riz's uh, nicely put together Raw episode, or hashtag. Basement SD. Or you want Jer SD? I want hashtag Jerdown. Hashtag Jerdown. Because Smack Jer is violent. <laughs> I don't like I don't like where that <laughs> goes. I don't like that. It's a bad place. Potentially bad place. If if it's both, there is no both. You have to pick one. You fuckers. I mean Ah you you guys, you great, you fans, especially the ones that are going to rate and review us on iTunes. As soon as you, as soon as this is over, you're going to do that, right? They're going to do that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Let us know if you liked either of our episodes better, or if you just like both episodes. 
I thought your episode was very good. Thank you. I, I enjoyed yours. Thank you. I would definitely watch your episode. I like I like some some of the direction you're going. Yeah, this is gonna go places. There's things happening here. There's so, questions. Yes. You gotta ask questions. Did ask yourselves this, basement bookers universe. I'm not calling that. The book of I said Alright, you already used the word. I did. But <laughs> those guys, whatever you just called them, I'm not gonna say the word. Ask yourselves, did when you finished each episode, did it leave you with questions? If the answer is yes, that is the correct answer. You gotta tune in next week. So let us know what you think. Of course, as always, at Basement Chair on the Twitter, at Rich the Riz. For both of us at Basement Bookers, don't forget to follow us on the Facebook. We post some crazy shit like the Matt Jeff Hardy fucking contract signing, which was completely ridiculous, and the parody of it, which actually was very, very good. The one with uh, Spud and Tyrus and EC3. And you have both rosters in case you want to see who you could possibly have on either of our shows. Let us know who you want us to use. Keep in mind... I'm just going to say, I got the part-timers, so I'm going to use them as such. For the record, you can suggest anything you like. Absolutely. But I do SmackDown my way, so don't waste your time trying to advise me. I just heard the Limp Bizkit song, My Way, when you said Oh, that. man, That's that was going to be it's terrible. the new SmackDown theme song. It's a terrible, terrible song, and it's all yours. You know what, bro? You can have that. No, we're keeping black and blue. It's too bad Lemmy passed away, because I would have done black and blue covered by Motorhead. That would have been epic. My original plan was... Wait. What? Well, injuries don't apply. And maybe, maybe they covered it and recorded it before he passed. I don't want to do that. That feels wrong. That's as wrong as holographic Tupac. I don't... It doesn't feel right to me. It's like necromancy. That's that's the new form of necromancy. And I am not a necromancer. I'm a... I am not a practitioner of the dark arts. All of this was said during the close. It's great. That's awesome. Alright. So, subscribe and uh, review us on iTunes. Listen to us on Stitcher if you want us to sound better. And... Join us next week. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about, I guess it's the pay-per-view preview? Yeah. Preview to Money in the Bank. Yeah. Predictions. And don't forget, we're going to be doing these episodes monthly during non-pay-per-view weeks. Yeah. And if you want more of it, let us know. Because we can always change it. We can. We can. So... The Match of Life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says.